Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the f we want. Welcome back to the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. We're your host, Ben. I'm Charlie. And you got Mike Fowl. And we are back in the cave today because there's a rental outside. So, you know, <laughs> we just adjust and we cleaned up our cave last week. So it's a little bit more presentable. Um, yeah. All right, guys. As always, we have really cool people in the house today. Wow. We have a OG dance community <laughs> legend. Like, our dance community would not exist in this in the way that it does today if it wasn't for this Aww. person. What dance community? Um, yeah, right. What is the dance community? Uh, from San Diego. Uh, former artistic director of Culture Shock San Diego, hey. Hey. creator of Bust the Groove dance competition. What? If you guys don't know what Bust the Groove is, <laughs> you, know, you guys need to Google that. <laughs> you guys probably know what Body Rock is, yes. but before there was a Body Rock, there was a Bust the Groove. Yes. Um, CEO of Body Rock and Body Rock Juniors, um, and uh, host and producer of Boba Talk, hey. which we will get into <laughs> after this. Hey. <laughs> Anna Sarau is here. Welcome, Thank welcome. You. Ooh, Anna. Oh my gosh, long time ow, ow, ow. no see, Anna, homies. Anna, Anna, Anna. Welcome to the dojo. So this Thank is your first you. time at the dojo? Yes, right? I, I'm, I'm so in awe. I, I cannot believe I'm actually here. I'm so honored to be here, and I miss you guys, man. Yeah, miss you too, Anna. I, I hate it that we're Instagram friends. <laughs> Stupid social media. Yeah. It's keeping us all separate. Um, dude. Anna, welcome. I mean, I feel like there's so much to be said as far as what you have contributed to what dance is today. Like our scene um, and, you know, Kinjas to before that, like, you know what I'm saying? From all of the, the collegiate teams, you know, from the Pac Moderns, Kaba Moderns, Gen 2's company, like you've seen the mind tricks, like, you know what I'm saying? You've seen the the beginnings and are very much uh, a part of like how it's grown and evolved into what it is today. So I'm very stoked and honored to have you here to talk uh, with us because, you know, so our, our listening audience, obviously a bunch of uh, people who may not know the origin stories of like the dance community, how things started out in like San Diego sure. to, you know, all those things. So um for the sake of our listeners, can you kind of give us a little bit of a history, uh, first of yourself, like where you, where you grew up and, and all of that, <laughs> and uh, however however deep you want to get into it? I'm like, bro, how long is this show? <laughs> <laughs> we go for as long as, as you as want. We need to. We go for okay. as long as we need to. But um, I mean, yeah, let's let, let's go into a little bit of your history, and then if you can kind of get into, um, yeah, like the the birth of our scene and how it all kind of started. Dude, that's so heavy. Okay, um... Yeah, I, I'm just an uh, uh, immigrant. I mean, my parents are Filipino. Hey. I immigrated here when I was six, and I didn't speak a lot of the language, but I loved watching, like, dance on TV. Mm. So my first experience, like, looking at hip-hop was, like, watching Rerun, Locking on What's mm -hmm. Happening, Soul Train. And I didn't know it wasn't called anything. You just you kind of, like, copied it. You just kind of, like... You know, people yeah. were doing it, and I just liked it as a kid. So, anyways, um, fast forward, like, another wave hit for me in school, and everyone was doing this kind of dancing. Mm -hmm. 
So we were kind of already like teaching each other. Um, and uh, the Filipinos, like where I come from, we it kind of like mirrors Daily City. I come from a place called e. National City, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, in San Diego, yeah. that we, the low income kind of like immigrants from Philippines, we move closer to the ghetto, right? Mm. So I went to school with black kids, went to school with Mexican kids. And so, yeah, we taught each other dance and the, the stations that were popular were the hip hop rap stations. Mm -hmm. um, so it was just kind of like the norm. I grew up, that's how I made friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd be like, hey, teach me that. Yeah. You know, and it's like, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I didn't yeah. even really like, I wasn't cool at all. Like I was fucking super smart. <laughs> you know, a straight A's, cool. schoolie, that yeah. I was called the schoolie. Schoolie. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, but at the dances, that's how, you know, you made friends and you yeah. interacted. And so I just, I grew up like that. Mm -hmm. Like that, that was how I, I spoke the language, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like anyways, fast forward, I started seeing this shit in college. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, like hip hop to me was like, oh yeah, you know, it's what you do with your friends and you teach each other dances and you kind of perform in the garage, mm -hmm. you know? But on my way to college, on my way to class, I saw it and I was like, wait, what is this? You could get credit like college credit for and they called it american street dance oh wow so i was like that's crazy oh shit that's an easy a for me i'm going in there <laughs> you know like yeah. and it was a white lady teaching it too yeah. so i was like oh dude i'm schooling her for sure <laughs> you know like yeah. easy a easy a for me and um little did i know that this lady would become my mentor mm. you know this was angie bunch mm -hmm. Who is like a Nike sponsored athlete and she created and is the president of Culture Shock. Mm. So, anyways, um, I got stuck. You know, I was on my way to becoming a teacher, got sidetracked, and ended up taking this class forever. Wow. So I'm marinating in like not just now hip hop or I guess street dance in college, but theater dance, theatrical dance. Mm -hmm. I'm taking modern classes, I'm taking jazz. So I didn't know that all of this was also kind of subconsciously pouring into my foundation. Mm. But mind you, I'm still hip hop. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. still learning dances with my friends and still freestyling, whatever. You yeah. know, like I'm not a b-boy. I don't call myself like anything like mm -hmm. a pop or anything mm -hmm. like that. But it was social. It, to me, it was like, oh, man, this is like this is how my hood is mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, so anyways, this lady's like, do you want to audition for my team? Mm -hmm. And back then I'm like. I don't know what she's talking about. You so know? Culture Shock was already established. It was already okay. established. This is like 1993, 94. Wow. Okay. You know, yeah. and um, oh yeah, and also hip hop had already just started to um, make get mainstreamed and be commercial because yeah. besides the colleges, um, I saw it at Bally's Total Fitness uh -huh. at my gym. Uh -huh. You know, you could get a job teaching cardio funk. That's mm. what it was called. Mm -hmm. that you know, sick. and um. Again, it was like people were using it as a workout. Mm -hmm. So really, this 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 mainstreaming of it, kind of like hitting popular American culture, it just started to happen. So anyways, I didn't know anything about team, um, exhibition teams. I didn't know any of that at all. All I know is my teacher said, do you want to come to this audition? Come. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, I already thought, oh, you know, auditions, that's like only for people that want to be in music videos mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and so i thought oh, okay well yeah why not you know who mm. cares let's just go yeah 
And I remember being so shocked when I went to this thing. It was like every color, every nationality, every kind of dance background, like was there. This was like my first real audition, like mm -hmm. over 200 people, wow. you know, and and it was so strange to me because I was like, what does this white lady know about hip hop? <laughs> you know, like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, whatever, you know, but they taught a combination. And my first year, I just fucking sucked. Hmm. I couldn't pick it up. Mm -hmm. And I was too nervous. And I quit. Like, you had to go round for round for round. Yeah. And I remember, I remember that day, too. I, I took it that that rejection as a sign of no, you, you're going to fucking make this shit. Mm -hmm. You better, you know, nobody's going to tell you that, you know, you can't do this. Just fucking do this, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I stayed on. I stayed on. And um, eventually someone put me on scholarship. One of her, um, some other culture shock director was like, dude, this girl needs to be on scholarship. How come she's not on culture shock yet? Mm -hmm. So they were like, oh, okay, fine. So that opened the door to give me free classes. I got more deeper, more deeper into it. And it took me three auditions to make Culture Shock. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because, like, even then, I, I still didn't understand what I was doing. But mm -hmm. all, all it was to me was validation. Like, it felt like, for some reason, I just needed to know that I was that good, yeah. you know? And mind you, by the time I make this professional team, it doesn't feel like hip-hop anymore. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. feels like, it feels like something else. Like, it feels like it was like... I came onto a thing where they broke down whatever I knew about dance, you know, throw that away. And it, it became like a building up of professional training, you mm. know, mm -hmm. like this guy, my, my director told me, you suck. I don't know why we picked you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, in my first week and I swear, man, I was like, what's he talking about? And so they, they taught me like how to clean you know, how to dance on stage, mm -hmm. like formations. And I was still like going, well, I don't understand. But still, I was like, no, nobody's going to tell me that I can't dance. Fuck mm -hmm. that. I know how to dance. Mm -hmm. You know, fuck you. You know, kind mm -hmm. of a thing. And and I remember going home and videotaping myself and going, oh, that's what they're talking about. Because mm -hmm. stage dance is different than sure. street dance, sure. you know? For sure. yeah. So when that clicked for me, like, oh, fuck, now I know what it is they see when they're looking at me and they're telling me all these notes and critiques and shit, you mm -hmm. know? Something like a light clicked on. And um, and yeah, and it was kind of like I, w I, I went full out every rehearsal and I think my director knew that I wasn't fucking around mm. after that. And um, I, guess, I guess that kind of like really solidified that I was going to end up like being something like more mm -hmm. on this dance team. Mm -hmm. Like people were always asking me for notes already. But mind you, I mean, I, back then, 1990s, Anna, I'm still shy. Remember, I'm still like mm -hmm. nerdy, schooly girl. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really was, I'm not going to step out and be a leader like on purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not like mm -hmm. taking the initiative to do shit. You literally have to push me out there. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, um, Mind you, Culture Shock, uh, as it went through, we lost some directors and directors move. Um, we were going to lose our studio. A bunch of things happened. And Angie's like, okay, half of our team left and they formed another team. I think you should be artistic director. Hmm. You should, you know, step up and, and take the lead. Yeah. And 
mind you, I was like, oh, no, I don't think that's me. You know, like, mm-hmm. I almost said no. But um, also, uh, another huge thing that happened for me, and I think this was important in my memory, like, to shape who I am. My best friend, who I would went to college with and went through this dance journey with me, his name is Chris, he had contracted cancer. Mm. And I guess, I think, I want to say within a year, like from 1999 to 2000, he passed, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that really hit me right there. In my 20s, it was like, oh, fuck, you don't have a lot of time here. Mm -hmm. You better fucking do what you need to do. You know, like, it's not given that you're always going to have life. Yeah. So I stepped up. I said, yeah, you know what? I'll take artistic director. Sure. Yeah. Because I always thought of him. I always thought, no, I'm not going to be director. He's director. You know, Mm. like, that's not me. Mm -hmm. Um, But when he he was director at the time, she he was dance captain. Okay. And um, she was going to make him director. But when he passed away, she said, "Okay, Mm -hmm. I think you should take it, Mm -hmm. you know. And not only that, at the same time, I had a lot of Kaba people on my on my team, mm-hmm. like Jose and Daisy, shout out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. they were always like, hey, if we're losing our space, you know, you should throw a competition, you know, and I was like, competition, I don't want to do that, you know, because I'd already been competing too. me, Chris and Sherman, we had our own crew on the side. Yeah. And we were doing like car shows. That was the scene back then. It yeah. was just car shows or like Filipino parties yeah. or friendship games, yep. you know, <laughs> I'm sure Arnell told you all this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And so... You know, back then I was like, I'm not interested in that either. I'm always like reluctant. I'm just kind of like, don't push me in there. I don't want to yeah, do it. Yeah. But when Chris passed away, it was like, okay, you know what? Yes, let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I felt for some reason, I don't know. I just felt like empowered. All mm-hmm. of a sudden I felt like, yeah, this makes sense. Let's do it. And like, there was no failure in my mind. Mm-hmm. There was no like doubt or anything. It was like, this is what he would have wanted. Like mm-hmm. to me, it just felt like, man, we're throwing something to remember him by and it'll keep his memory alive, you know? So sure enough, my first year of Culture Shock and I'm directing and I'm throwing Bust a Groove, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot even tell you how all of those things just kind of like... What year was the first Bust a Groove? 2000. 2000, Yeah, Yeah, it's so crazy. Like, like trying to remember back then, like, I was a different person, man. I was just like, I was like... I was like fucking in charge. I was like driven. I was emboldened. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was like, I was on fire to to do stuff. Yeah. And um, with Culture Shock, it was the first year that we had had B-Boys. Mm-hmm. You know, we had B-Boys on our squad. And um, it really took like a lot of communication, mm-hmm. a lot of working through shit for us to gel, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad that I had some kind of a, a relationship or understanding with them because without that, I don't think it would have worked. You know, they would tell mm-hmm. us, don't don't fucking use us as stage monkeys. You know, don't mm-hmm. don't make me just do a head spin and then peace out. Right. They're like, I want to do the rest of the piece. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I got to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, Eddie. My bad. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I got to rethink shit, you yeah, know. And yeah. so I remember, you know, I. I I had thought of this like thing that I saw when I was learning how to be a teacher when I was a TA, you know, mm-hmm. and in uh, my fucking third grade class, they made them do like circuits, like groups. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, so we'll set up in groups. So whoever I thought had the talent to teach 
we would have them spend time with the b-boys and go over the choreography mm-hmm. you know but to show them respect like okay we're not just a bunch of punks we'll try what you do too mm-hmm. you know and then mm-hmm. they would teach us so then it kind of like gave us motivation to be like oh fuck you know what i can learn from you you can learn from me mm-hmm. oh shit you know this mm-hmm. is it's on mm-hmm. you know and um it was just amazing that that team. I, I think that's probably why I felt like I could do anything. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. Half of my team, half of my squad was Jabwakis too. You know, yeah. it's Rainin and Eddie, Chris Gadula. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm um, a, a large pool of talent that I was so lucky to work with, you know? Yeah, I, I wanna yeah, I wanna like touch on that because um that was so when I kind of was introduced to the like the, the dance community and culture shock was one of the first uh, groups that I saw and then Culture Shock San Diego in particular and then I think that was the first time that I was seeing choreography and then like b-boying and like kind of fused into one and then staged in such a way that I'd never seen it done before you know and so to me I mean it's interesting how you you kind of put it earlier too how you don't really know how to like define that like what is that <laughs> you know it's, it's hip-hop it's on stage, it's it's choreographed, it's so meticulously put together. And, you know, I guess at the time, it, like, calling it something is not the, you know, that's not, like, the, the, the point or it wasn't so important, but it was just, like, whatever this is, like, I want to be a part of this, right? And it seemed like it kind of happened just organically, right? Because yeah. you're like, well, there are these guys that... Like you said, they don't want to just be like, yo, just get on stage, blow it up real quick and then leave. It's like, no, we want to be a part of this. So that kind of just happening, you and, and you just kind of figuring it out. And as a director, you have to figure out like, okay, so how do I make this work? And then like, okay, we'll teach you, you teach us, and then maybe we can figure out how to do it together. So with you and, and seeing all that kind of come together, how was that... Uh, like in your mind, was that some sort of like, yo, this is going to be a game changer? Or is it just like... I don't know. This is just what's happening. Let's just keep going. Like, what was that like for you? We weren't even thinking that it was going to be a game changer. You mm. know, it was more like, let's just do some really cool shit together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Dude, that, that looks cool, Rainin. And I, I remember I could be like, hey, Rainin, uh, do a head spin and uh, out of your combo, jump back in on eight right here <laughs> hit it on eight and he'd be like okay anna i got it yeah <laughs> and this fool would do it yeah he'd be like do 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 and hit back on you know yep. and it was so crazy i was like wow i remember seeing rain and like just coming out of like flares yeah. into like right into choreo, right into the choreo like, with us hey yeah. bro how do you even know where the front is right <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And so tight. it's so nutty like we had such a good chemistry you know like i wouldn't really have to direct or give like specific directions in detail. Mm-hmm. Like it, like you said, it was organic. Like yeah. if I put them in groups and I had them, or we would work together in groups and then we put everything together, like you'd even get more ideas of, oh shit, that looked good. Yeah. Oh, this is tight. I'll do that instead. Mm-hmm. And you just like that. You like working in that, like, yeah. you know, that atmosphere, you know? And it just felt like, man, I, I don't want this to end. Yeah. Yeah. So was Culture Shock San Diego, that was the first Culture Shock, right? Yes, 1993. Went through several changes, yeah. So from that point, how did all the other Culture Shocks kind of like branch out? Because I would imagine you guys starting it and then creating this sort of movement and then other chapters would pop up in other cities around the world, right? Like how did that, 
was that kind of the vision that Angie always had? Like, I want to plant culture shocks all around the world? Or was it just people saw what you guys are doing? Like, hey, how do we get that over here? Like, how did all those other branches kind of pop up? From what I remember, LA, when I joined LA and San Francisco were already there. Mm -hmm. And when I became a director, then there were even international culture shocks. Yeah. And I remember people would ask her, they would fly from wherever they were, talk to her and meet with her and say, hey, can we license this? We want this in our mm -hmm. country. We want this in our city. Like They basically just came to her. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as the mission statement, like it, it was a huge mission statement, but I didn't think it was going to be like, oh, yeah, we want to plant a culture shock in every mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think it was just kind of like, I don't know. I think it was a culmination of like the hip hop music and dance becoming popular. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, all of a sudden you have this like unified, like you see a visual of it, like a unified 20, 30 man dance team. Mm -hmm. And people are just like, Oh, what is that? I want that. You know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Culture shock was the first of its kind that, that I had seen. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's so cool to me because I mean, that's literally like the community forming, because it's just, yeah, you see something and then you want it because you want to identify with that culture. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that's awesome and I want to do something like that from, you know, where I live. And so all these like kind of satellite um, yes. teams popping mm -hmm. up, but under the same umbrella or the mission statement, like you're saying of like what Culture Shock stands for. How many Culture Shocks do you know, like are still existent today? Uh, so us, L.A., Las Vegas, Chicago on dc so did i say san francisco oakland six six six, six culture yeah. shocks oh um so then with that with culture shock because i feel like during that time and especially in the early 2000s you know i started seeing to me culture shock san diego was like the standard you know what i mean like you guys were the ones I remember seeing the Asian set, you know, and then, Dope. Um, yeah, like it was just straight up game changer type stuff. And then even from like the playground set to, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like every team was looking at what, what San Diego was doing as like, okay, that's, that's the standard right now, you know? And then, and I, I remember during that time too, like Kaba was making their own kind of noise too, like kind of in a similar vein, but stylistically a little bit different. Um, and then like, yeah, it was just really cool to see that um, all the teams from the collegiate teams to the culture shocks, there was like a similarity, you know, but everybody kind of had their own little take, you know, even from like the way that they would, you know, co from costuming to music choice to stylistic movement, even like the dance elements of it were like slightly different, you know. So from your perspective of like kind of seeing all that, what what were you thinking as far as like, I guess on the influential side of it, you know, so you being a part of San Diego kind of, you know, again, for me as like kind of a newbie into the scene, I'm like, yo, that's the standard. Were you kind of seeing all these different teams kind of like spawning as like a good thing or was that something that you were kind of like unsure about? Um, No, I, I think you're just talking about the culture shock teams. No, I mean, I'm just talking about like just the, the, the scene in general, like how the different teams were kind of starting to pop up and you, you would see the, the difference, the difference between the teams, but then also similarities. And then like all kind of congregating in like these 
shows, right? Like from the Buster Grooves to yeah, vibes yeah. and all that. You know what's weird is, is I remember it that there weren't a lot of similarities. Mm. Oh, I remember it back in the day. If someone was from Frisco or someone was from LA, someone was from another part of San Diego, someone was from a college team, I could see the differences. Mm, mm-hmm. I could see it uh, a lot more. And the way that they listen to music or the dances that they chose, I felt like maybe the only similarity was costumes. I mean, everybody, <laughs> if you were on a collegiate, you were wearing the long sleeve, you know, yeah. <laughs> the, the cargo the, pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long sleeve. Track suits. Yeah. Track suit. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Track yeah. Suits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because it was cheaper for, you know, your team to buy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dang. So, okay. Body. uh, So, Bust the Groove turned into Body Rock. What year was that? That transition? Uh, 2005. I say it was. uh, I left Culture Shock in 2003. And I continued to stay on for a little bit. And then 2005, we changed the name to Body Rock when Mm -hmm. I came back in 2006. Mm. Yeah. What was, uh, like, the reasoning behind (laughs) uh, transitioning from... One to the other. Betrayal! Oh, Dang. Huge! <laughs> Drama! Very <Huge>. real. <laughs> Just got Drama! Uh-huh. No! No, but it's a lesson for you kids. That's why I'm going to share it. <laughs> That's what it okay? is. That's what it is. So here we go. Anna the dancer, and I'm sure a lot of you dancers will relate to this. Oh, I just want to dance, you know. I don't want to work with the money. I don't need to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, you can do that. Uh-huh. Oh, what a bitch move. Don't be doing that. Don't ever, ever. If you are your business, you need to take care of you. Mm. You better know what's up with your money, okay? Mm. So I had a partner, you know, and I had five, actually. And we all decided to be equal partnerships. And we labeled one girl the accountant. Mm-hmm. Oh, Anna, you're artistic. So you just do the artistic stuff. You're good at that. Oh, yeah, you're good at accounting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do that. And sure enough, I discovered that this bitch had been taking all the money, oh, you know? Man. And I literally was like, wait, what do you mean we don't have enough money for for next year? Mm-hmm. What do you mean I... The account is negative. You know, I had trusted mm. her so much. What a dummy, you know? Mm. And so that was, uh, and we did. We filed a police report, but the police said, well, she's a signer. And since she's a signer, you can't, there's no crime, right. you know? Wow. And um, I just remember being so in motherfucking shock. Like, I can't believe this shit just went down like that. Mm. All these years I've been fucking working for free. You know, hmm. and it left a bad taste, yeah. left a bad taste in in me about the whole thing and what I was doing. And I said, no, I need to start fresh. So, you know, long story short, we cut the the ties mm-hmm. and I started over hmm. and I asked Myron, hey, Myron, you know, TK, can you guys help me? Mm-hmm. You know, I want to come back on and do it another show, but yeah. I need to call it something else. Can you help me? And so, yeah, so. Yeah, I came back and wow. called it something else. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I kind of remember during that time, and I didn't know the full details. I think you just kind of like hear through the grapevine of like, you know, I was like, what happened to Bust the Groove? I was like, why is it called Body Rock now? So I remember like that kind of happening. But um, I mean, well, one, I appreciate your your openness about it. Because <laughs> I know that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to like talk about those types of things but i think just the way that you put it as far as 
it being a lesson that you learned and and I think like something like this especially like you know our our platform here like uh, this is this is a place where we really want to educate and inspire and honesty is the best way to do it and I think you know the way that you said that you learned from uh yeah just understanding business and finance and and understanding all that stuff like it's just being responsible right and so it's a great lesson learned, guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if you guys are listening and watching. Yeah. So from uh, Body Rock, how, how many years has that been going? So Body Rock, uh, 2006, well, I guess still a total of 18 years if you count the Busta Groove years. Dang. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And then Body Rock Juniors also uh, started. About six years now. Six yeah. years now. Yeah. And uh, so where where is it at now? I know you guys took a break. Like, uh, was it last year, two years ago? Yes, yes. So I needed to take a break, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I think as we all do our exit strategy, you know, me and Anthony, Anthony calls it the exit strategy. Mm. When you're trying to think about, okay, if I'm going to be, like, financially stable and be an adult and start adulting, Mm -hmm. how am I going to balance? And I don't just do this. I'm still in school. I'm getting my master's in marriage and family therapy. Awesome. So I'm like... You know, it was it was just a lot. And I was starting to feel really burnt out, especially with all the crazy things that the teams do now. Mm-hmm. It's no longer you just bring, oh, OK, I'm just going to bring some props mm-hmm. like it's huge. You know, we have full on theatrical sets and productions, but I'm still the same five man team from, mm. you know, yeah. yeah, way, way back then. So it really was um, kind of like it was just time. It was time for me, like, you know what? I do want to continue this, but I just need a break. So mm. that's why I took a year off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that, so you're um, you're in school right now? Yes. So I, I'm always interested in when people, like, from our scene, you know, like the dance uh, scene, and, you know, as life happens, dance kind of takes a different seat in your life, you know? Sometimes um, it just disappears, but people like just transition away from it into something that's just a different field. So for you uh, with dance, well, one, where is dance in your life now in terms of how your relationship to it and how you're involved with it or how it's involved with you? And then also what was, uh, I guess, the thing that made you feel like, hey, I want to go back to school and I want to, you know, like search a different path. And like, how do you like kind of, balance those things yeah you ask me hella deep questions bro (laughs) we go deep here okay um so my relationship with dance right now because i'm 42 Mm. so my body has really changed Mm. Um, i've had two surgeries and everything so Mm. it's been kind of like like weird for me to experience that but um right now i just kind of dance for fun yeah like i just take cardio class you know kind of just to get it in mm-hmm. um sometimes i'll session but i mean i'm not gonna go hard and yeah you know stay until 12 a.m like before yeah but i still need to move yeah. you know i still love that part of me it's, it's still how i express myself so i still need it in my life mm-hmm. um that's where i am where i am with dance mm-hmm. um what is this like oh yeah so school yeah school kind of happened because i just went through uh, fucking another life storm, you know, and I had a family, like huge family break happen. Mm-hmm. And I started to take psych classes because it was honestly free therapy, mm. you know? So all of these things helped me to understand myself, 
all of these things helped me to understand what was going on in my my immediate family and why I behave the way I behave, what happened. Because I'm like that. I, mm-hmm. I like to understand why. If I yeah. can't understand why, it's harder for me to move on, yeah. you know? So I really like just enjoyed i was getting so so much knowledge from all these psych classes that now i just freaking ended up and going okay i guess i'm just gonna get a master's Hmm. like it really it really taught me a lot of skills on top of like dance um and stuff that i didn't think that i was gonna need but now in this part of my life like nobody knows this shit you know, mm-hmm. when they see me, they just be talking about boba and shit. <laughs> you know, but yes, but on the deep inside yeah. of me is some deep, deep like resilience, deep, deep like fucking horrific shit that mm. I had to go through and yeah. overcome. So I feel like if this degree helped me, then cool. You know what? I'm gonna figure out a way to combine that with dance, and yeah, you know, I'll do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I love that. The time that I've known you, because um, I feel like we've had a a good handful of real life conversations. Yeah. You know, in the past, like you know, I would say five years, and you know, after I like, came back from Vegas to transitioning back to LA. One thing I appreciate about you is, on top of obviously the stuff that you've done for our scene, but like. I know you're a very introspective person. You, you, like you just said, you, there's a lot of layers of things that you've experienced through your life that ultimately has built you to who you are today. You know, from, I think, doing things like Boba Talk to it seems like you value the concept of mentorship, you know, and, and like teaching the, our, our younger generation, you know, from the history of where these things have come from to, as you have evolved as a person and as a woman, like you're going to have so many other things that kind of get fused into all your experiences. And so now like you're pursuing a master's in like what you said, marriage and family therapy. therapy. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Like I think that's great. And it's so good. So with all of that stuff that's happening now, like, and then I I think the great thing with what we do and like art in general, it's always going to, push and it's always going to evolve it's always going to grow whether we want it to or not for yourself as somebody who um has literally seen this entire community like birth to transform to evolve things like tv media that have like given dance exposure in certain certain ways where as far as it being commercialized and stuff where do you see the future of i guess our scene like like how you see the dance community now knowing the things that you know, you know, like, and one, do you want to continue to be involved in the growth of that? And if so, like, what does that look like for you? My packaged question is like, (laughs) yeah, the evolution of our scene to like where it started to where it's at now, who you are in, in light of all those things, like, how do you want to contribute to that? Or like, how are you like kind of seeing your place in all that? Yeah. I used to see this thing as a linear trajectory, mm-hmm. but I think now that um, I guess with what I'm learning in school, I see it more as a cycle. Hmm. So in the interviews that I've been talking with, I see really like a lot of people that get into dance, they get into dance because of some kind of media, like, you know, they're influenced by media, whatever that is. And then 
they use that as a way of finding themselves, uh, identifying who they are and finding a place to belong, right? Because usually it is like when you're looking at people that dance, it's young, young people. Mm -hmm. Those are the the things that they, they struggle with most, identity and belonging. And then later on, as they're they're falling in love with this. They, they start going on a, a identity search, like training and training and training and training. And what is this? Who am I? What does this mean to me? And then, then they are like, okay, I want to pass on. They're ready. They have a formation of something and they want to share whatever that is. So, you know, whether it be a team or whether it be music videos, whether it be, you know, like you have a space, you mm-hmm. know, they become people that pass on like owners and educators themselves Mm -hmm. right and then the cycle kind of continues you're building you're passing on this legacy but then as you pass on this legacy a new group of people is going oh what is this (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh what is this okay i don't know what this is and finding out what it is yeah and i feel like it's hard now because with social media like that cycle is so fast Mm -hmm. it can change at a press of a button Mm -hmm. you know it's no longer you just have to wait till somebody makes an event. It's just fucking somebody shares something. Mm-hmm. And those values, whatever's cool, whatever they're trying to say, whatever that message is, mm-hmm. that's the shit that, that the kids are learning. Yeah. You know? So I think for me, I've just kind of like accepted that whoever is young, whoever is producing um, material, you know? right now is going to be the lead is going to be in charge of this next legacy whatever Mm -hmm. that is and i've just kind of i've accepted my role as kind of like okay if you want to ask me something i'll be here you know if, Mm -hmm. if you if you need support if you need counseling whatever i'm here you know like arnell i think is um more proactive but i guess i'm still kind of that person that is kind of like you know uh I don't I don't want to say that I'm always scared to be in front, but I'm okay like being in the background kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Yeah. Are you would you identify yourself as an introvert? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. I I love asking that question because I, I cuz I view you as such a leader, you know what I mean? And I don't think uh leaders have to be quote unquote extroverted people in order to lead well. Cause I think, you know, there's different personality types and different leadership, uh, like styles and, and even skills, you know, I think there are those people who are very, you know, outspoken out in the front, um, and very charismatic. And then there's also the people who kind of are behind the scenes, but can be vocal when necessary and, and more of the lead by action and example. Right. With you being the way, like, so I guess uh, what you just said right now, do you find it important, and this is like just a question as far as knowing what you know to mentor people in any capacity, do you mentor people or do people ask you for that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, all the time. I have young homies ask me shit all Mm -hmm. the time. And because I'm still plugged into Culture Shock, Mm -hmm. like, I'm there, you know? So they will ask me questions. And I think it is important because they're next. Yeah. They're the ones that are going to shape, you know, they're the ones going to be out there making videos or making pieces, making dance teams. And um, and they're the ones that are more, I guess, like in the social media than really than me, than mm-hmm. I am. So I I think it's, it's way important to teach them foundation, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, 
this is where you come from, you know, and so that they could continue to have this. Yeah. Like, and it's not just kind of like, oh, a phase or, or I hate for them to, to be taken advantage of just like, you know, lessons I've learned. Mm-hmm. Or I hate for them to be feeling like they're entitled to this shit. Mm. You know, like, no, a lot of people came before you yeah. that, that really helped, that this was a long, long love a legacy that has been passed on, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, I do feel that's important. Yeah. That's awesome. What are, what are your, I guess, like goals now? What are you trying to, I mean, I know you're back in school pursuing that degree. Um, what are like some of your goals that you're trying to accomplish now? Yeah. Um, good question. I honestly, I'm trying to take it day by day, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Like it would be nice if, you know, I could just last in a in more than a two hour class. You mm-hmm. know, like my like I was telling you about my body, mm-hmm. um, that I could go back to. You know, hitting choreography, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, to really form a good community. Um, now that we're bringing uh, Body Rock back, mm-hmm. we're working with this East Coast group called PGN mm-hmm. or PNG. Sorry, mm-hmm. PGN, PNG. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, and just still continue to find fulfillment in in dance, and um, and passing on like, like the stuff that I've learned. Yeah. Um, and to be stable, like in, in the adulting part of it, you know, like that this wouldn't continue to be okay. I'm doing this, but I'm still working my part time ghetto call center job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like continue to continue to love dance and um. Like be fulfilled and and work in dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's dope because as I mean, you've been in the game for as long as you've been, but it's still like you just said, dance is still very much a part of your life. You know, depending. I mean, it's not looking the same. You're not like yeah in classes all the time. Maybe not on stage, not sessioning. But then yeah. there's this. You know, it's in you. Like it's a part of your your DNA. Like I gotta move. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's like the great thing about um i feel like anybody that i talk to whether they're a dancer whether they identify themselves as a dancer or not they all love dance you know what i mean like i think those are probably the most popular videos on youtube to instagram are probably like dance videos you know there's just so entertaining yes and i think that's what that's what we love about what we do here and we know that there's like power in in movement you know and not to sound like cheesy about it but there really is there's something that something about dance that people just connect with. There's like an emotional sort of connection that people can find in dance. I just, ah, I'm, I'm loving hearing that it's still a part, you know, of your life in that way. Yes. How would you define success? Oh man. Fuck you, Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you giving me the Arnell questions, dude? (laughs) This is the real stuff, man. This is the movement in the shadows type stuff. We want to hear your answer. How do I define success? Well, okay, how about maybe I start with how you don't define it? Oh, okay. (laughs) Way to go about it. Okay. Um... So even me, you know, I get caught up, man. I, I started this Boba Talk thing. And keep it real, I only have like 200 subscribers, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get like 50 views. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm like, oh, man, oh, I suck, you know. Like, mm. this this means like, you know, what a waste of time. Oh, fucking stop doing this. Mm. 
And then I have to like check myself, you know? And I have to have like friends like my my Zumba enthusiast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> check me, you know, yeah. like really hardcore check me. Like I remember one day I was talking to Melvin and it was in that conversation, that same thread. And he was like, Anna, what are you talking about? He was like, you know, you're authentic. Like don't forget like how important that is to the kind of world we live in today. You know, people are searching for something real. Like it's like being in a fucking desert and you're like seeing water, you know, Mm -hmm. that's who you are. So don't underestimate that about yourself. And I was looking at him like, for real, bro? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't know. It, it still gets me thinking. I, I don't have the things maybe a 40-year-old should have. I don't have a house. Mm-hmm. I don't own my own house. I'm not married. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm don't those things define success right but at the end of the day i'm okay bro Mm -hmm. i i really like i think about it i'm like you know what there's people worse off than me Mm -hmm. i'm blessed like i woke up today i'm i'm in my body i can walk and i i don't take that for granted anymore you know Mm -hmm. when i was out in surgery and i couldn't dance and i couldn't move at all like i couldn't even get up to the bathroom oh shit yeah I was Hmm. begging to walk, you know? Hmm. So even when I went home, I call it home, I went to visit Kevin and the Jabwakis, Mm -hmm. you know? They remind me who I am. Mm -hmm. They remind me. You remind me, you Mm -hmm. know? And so if I feel like, if I really think about it and I still have good relationships with people that I love, I'm still healthy and I can still dance, Mm -hmm. well, that's got to speak to some kind of success. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's great, Anna. That's, um, I'm really appreciating your, like, candor. Like, you are being, ve- I mean, the way that you're defining these things. I mean, there's no cookie cutter answer for it because I feel like success is such a subjective word, you know, and people define it however they, they view it. And um, your perspective on it, I think, is it's it's so honest but i agree that i feel like it's spot on because there's little things like the ability to walk let alone dance you know like yeah that's not something that everybody just has the the luxury of of being able to do you know and i think every day above water is uh you know that's a success you know being able to have friends family community people to remind you because i think we're human beings, you know what I mean? Like there's nobody who can live on an island by themselves and be okay. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we are meant to have people in our lives to remind us of the things that they see in us, um, the good and the bad. You know, I think that's why it's important to have good people who are honest to even check you when you kind of fly off the handles a little bit and then also remind you how, of how awesome you are when you forget because sometimes we, we, we get so, like for myself, I get so in my head too where I'm like, oh, like I'm not as good as this person or like this person's doing more than me. Okay. You know, like yeah. it's just. All the time. Yeah, we, we have this uh, sense that we're always comparing ourselves to the people around us. That can be very unhealthy, you know. Um, but I think it's it's great and I love just hearing the, your growth because I think in the way that you just define success, that just, it like wraps up in my mind, just your whole life. And it's like, dude, I'm just 
let me take it back to the simple things of like, if I'm able to be happy and like, you know, you have great friends and you're a very like key cornerstone into our dance community that is so huge now, you know, and like, don't ever forget that, you know what I mean? And I think that's so cool that, um, yeah, like going back to the Jabwalky homies and having them remind you and like, that's just... It's really good. And I'm on the Kinjas podcast. Hey, you on the Kinjas podcast. <laughs> you are on the Kinjas podcast. Hey. Um, cool. No, this is really fun. But uh, we want to get into a little bit of a lightning round session hey, with you, ooh, if ooh. that's okay. cool. Okay, We're going to fire that? off some fun questions. Okay. Feel free to um, elaborate if you need to. But point is try to just like boom, boom, boom. Lightning round. There's lightning sound effects happening of now. Boom. <laughs> uh, three, two, one, lightning round. What is your favorite food? Oh, uh, chocolate. 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 Very Anything nice. chocolate. Uh, one piece of advice for a shy dancer to overcome shyness. Come dance with me. <laughs> <laughs> favorite, uh, favorite topic in school? None. <laughs> well, what was Did your you like what were you the best at are you a oh. are you a math person or a english person oh yeah uh, i think i was good at math but i liked english better like writing and reading stories and shit okay yeah. okay that's what i was looking for <laughs> um, dream collab scenario whether that be something that you would collaborate with or you would just love to see come together like this and this to do something together um let's see how about uh we do a uh, kinja's Jabawakis collab directed by anasarao Whoa. <laughs> Very specific uh, and well thought out. She's like, next month uh, in San Diego at the <laughs> yeah, This is Anna's yeah, pitch at, the whole time. Uh, June 29th, June 29th, 2019. Special guest, Shana Risto. That might have been the best thing The world would explode after that, I think. What's your favorite book? Oh. Okay. It's a tie. I I don't know why. I probably haven't even read it in a long time. But it's The Alchemist by Paolo. And then this book that Arnell gave me. It's this one where it's like this his favorite author. That's like a Buddhism book. with I forgot the name of it, but Arnell gave it to me. Shout out. Glass. Glass. <laughs> uh, favorite boba flavor? Ooh. Oh, there's two kinds. Okay. Ooh, okay. So on a hot day, if you want like <laughs> you want like a fruity, it's it's this uh cinnamon uh pear fresca. What? Wow. Yes. Wow. In San Diego you gotta get it. Cinnamon and then on a cold day, <laughs> it's I I um I discovered this uh this oh what is the name of this tea? Oh, I forgot. It's not Ujitwara. It's another Japanese-sounding tea. Okay. Hojicha. Hojicha Whoa. milk tea. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. You're going to need to spell those for me. Yeah. So I can find them later. Hojicha. Yeah. What is your favorite boba place? Oh. Who makes the best boba? Okay. So there's uh, Camellia Road. That's the one I've been visiting 
But I also gotta give a shout out to my homies from Snoice. Snoice um, in San Diego. Snoice. Yes. That's a Snoice. Like, you know that that Keenan and Kells? Yeah, Noice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they named their boba shop oh, after that. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That's good. Um, if there was another season of ABDC, who would you love to see compete on there? <laughs> Dang. Another season of ABDC, who would I love to... Uh. Oh, um, what's Melvin's group? Oh, S rank. Yeah. They yeah. were on World of were Dance. They? Right? Yeah. 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 They were. They smashed it. They yeah. were really good. I like okay. I, I like seeing Melvin go off, so I want to see him dance. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh in your opinion, who is next in line? <sighs> next in line. Like, you know, the next Keone, is that what sure. you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um dang, there's a bunch. There's a bunch. Um So in San Diego, um, I don't know if you've heard of um, Isidro and... Um, yeah, of course. What's Isidro's girlfriend's name? Celine. Yes, yes, yeah, Celine. Um, and then I like this guy from the Bay. His name is Kevin Nguyen. Hey. Um, uh, and then Melvin. I still have to give shout yeah. out to melvin melvin's nasty he's beastie yeah and this girl that girl from so real um is it isabel from so real is she so real no she's not so real i think she's uh worked with them but uh isabel she's from the bay oh she's from the bay yeah. my bad my bad i'm sorry isabel was <laughs> <laughs> killing yeah. it as well yeah yeah um, oh and Logan! Oh, oh course, that's my course. favorite. Yeah. Yeah. We need to keep track of how many times Logan's every name episode comes up in. <laughs> it's about a thousand. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> one thousand. It's like no, some, she's amazing. Somehow she yeah. sneaks her way into every single one of our. She's episodes. amazing. Yeah, she is. she's killing it. Um, less of, more of. So, uh, what would you like to see less of in the world, and also more of? Uh, less of like Trump. <laughs> yeah less of judgment less of racism mm. um more boba <laughs> boba never fails yeah um and maybe in the dance scene too like more just more collabs more mm. more um two different kinds of styles kind of like doing something together mm -hmm. yeah sick sick I dig it. I dig it. Um, what is your golden rule? Yeah, golden rule. Golden rule. I've been thinking about that one. I think, honestly, you mentioned the anxiety thing, too. Mm. And so, like, now in my, my old days, too, like, I have to tell myself to stop. I have to tell myself, is that really what, what you're thinking is really true? Mm. So, if... um. Yeah, if you're having some kind of weird, crazy thought right now, just ask yourself to stop and go, is that shit really true? Mm, wow. It's good. It's good. Um, wow. Anna, thank you for just opening up in the way that you are. I know that that comes from a long uh, road of like living life and then getting hit by life mm. and... and knowing how to i guess sift through the noise you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and when you said the word therapy i think that's such a 
that's a interesting word because a lot of times it people find that to have some sort of like negative connotation like oh i need therapy or you know what i'm saying like it it's this thing where we feel that if you need this therapy, mm-hmm. then there's something wrong with you. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like everybody needs therapy. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I think what therapy really is is just a way for you to cope and heal through the life's uh, life's darts. And you boom, know what boom. I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're always gonna get them. Everyone's gonna get hit by life. And so if it's inevitable for us to get hit by life, then we all need ways to heal and figure it out. Things like anxiety to yeah, just being able to kind of just open up and just kind of dump your mess on the table and kind of just sift through it. And that uh, it takes a great deal of vulnerability. And I think being vulnerable is hard to do because yeah. you're you're airing out your dirty laundry. You know what I mean? It's It's inviting people into your mess. Yeah, just seeing how you're so willing to do it, it just shows obviously a great deal of maturity, but... It takes a certain type of person to know like, hey, it's okay to um, open up in this way because I think some of the most helpful types of conversations I've had with people are people who are willing to just be vulnerable and and expose um, the sides of them that aren't so glamorous. And I think you have a lot to offer for people that you are personally mentoring to, you know, I love, yeah, what you're doing with Boba Talk. Thank you for coming on here and talking with us here. I think this is going to be a very special episode in that this conversation went very differently than I thought. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And, but it, in, like, Truth again, was uncovered. Like, very, in very, very good ways. Um, in each, each of these episodes, they're all different in terms yeah. of how, like, how and why they're valuable. And I think this one's going to be really good just to... Um, give people a glimpse of like where you're at now and like knowing um, what you've built and and how influential you've been over the years and like but this is just a different glimpse of Anna and I think this is really cool Aww. so thank you so much thank for you, coming thank you. on thank you for having me yeah. yay Um. so what's going on now how can people follow your journey and where are you at social media wise and all that oh okay so um, you can find me on Instagram it's Anna Sarau A-N-N-A-S-A-R-A but uh, a zero instead of the O um, you can add me on Facebook and then um, on my YouTube it's still Anna Sarau like you'll find my Boba Talks over there so Boba Talks on YouTube yeah, and it's just my name, Anna Sorrell. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Anything else cool going on that you want to let folks know? Plug away. Um. No, man, let's just go get Boba now. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Thank you so much, Anna, for coming on Thank and you. talking with us. Yay, Thank you. Yay, good to you guys. Um, Mike Fowl, what's cracking? Yeah, let's do it. Full show notes and all links mentioned will be at kinjas.com slash podcast with a K, as well as in the description below. Hit up kinjaspodcast.com slash iTunes and give us that five-star rating and leave us a review to let us know how we're doing. Questions and concerns, you can get us at info at kinjaspodcast.com and message us at all social media platforms at kinjaspodcast with a K. Thanks for listening. Yeah. We really love the support we're getting from you guys. Thank you so much. And hey. keep DMing us because I regram the crap he out does. of those. That's and fun. we do after. And I like I like finding little gifts to add on top of those. Those are fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Shake, shake, shake. Bye. Bye.